It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show Podcast. Here's your host, Phil Constantino. On this week's Coaches Show Podcast... A little bit of a different flavor. We welcome in two guests. Maddie Martin, the interim head coach of the Gardner-Webb Women's Lacrosse Program, and Janine Tucker, the longtime head coach of the Johns Hopkins Women's Lacrosse Program, who will serve this year as an executive coach to Coach Maddie Martin. Maddie, Janine, welcome. I'm excited to have this conversation, so thank you for taking a few minutes to do this. Our pleasure. Thank you. Of course. So th this is a totally different arrangement than I think that I've ever heard. Maddie, you're a young head coach, probably didn't expect to be in this position, just 23 years old, graduated in May, this past May, May of 2022, from Gardner-Webb, where you were an all-conference player and a captain. Uh, and Janine, tell me what is an executive coach first, because I haven't heard this, I think I've heard this in the business world, but I haven't heard of this in the college athletics world. So what exactly is an executive coach? Well, I'll tell you, I'm with you. I heard it in the business world as well. And actually, Dr. Goodrich um, was the one that shared that he had hired an executive coach for his young football coach um, a couple of years ago at a different school that he was working at. Um, and he said that it went so well, and he thought this would be a great idea for supporting coach Maddie. And I will tell you, Phil, when I first met coach Maddie over Zoom, it took me about 90 seconds to realize that I wanted to align myself with her. I was so impressed. So we're we're kind of, you know, creating this uh, as we go. What stood out to you about her? She wasn't scared. Her confidence. She said, Coach Tucker, I played here. I've given my heart to Gardner-Webb. I do not want to leave my teammates. I can do this. And I said, well, I am empowered by you and I want to empower you. So Let's do this together. And I think as an executive coach, my goal truly is to share all the things that I screwed up and I did well as a coach. And hopefully Maddie can learn a thing or two and put her own stamp on things, which I've already seen throughout these last few months. So she truly is the rock star here. So Maddie, a little bit of the backstory. You graduate in May. 
You joined the staff as an assistant coach in July of this past summer, 2022. You're expected to be the number two assistant as a youngster, just out of college, just getting your feet wet in the business. Then there's a late coaching departure, a little bit late, I guess, to find a qualified head coach. So you're plugged in as the interim head coach, and you will be the head coach for this season, and the future will be determined in in the future. Uh, But you're 23 years old. Could you have ever imagined this playing out? And what do you think of how all of this has played out? No, I don't think I could have ever expected this when I was first asked to be brought on staff um, back of early last year. Um, it's kind of been a whirlwind. Um, but yeah, like starting in the summer, I was kind of just doing like the basic, like busy work, the secretarial work. And then obviously when the coaches decided to depart ways, um, I knew I had to step up in some way. And I knew Dr. Goodrich kind of had a plan, not knowing that this was his plan originally, um, but definitely like excited to be on board and being the interim. So what what were those days like in between? Because I, I can't, did you ever think that you'd actually be the head coach for a season, I guess is my question. My first thought was no. <laughs> um, it was hard because I was just obviously by myself um, up until he made the decision that this was what we were going to do. And then after talking to coach Tucker um, and figuring out what her role was, my role. And then we brought on Lauren Deaver, who is now my assistant. And then once we had everyone on board, I think the picture became more clear. First entering the business you're handling, as you mentioned, meals, travel, more logistical stuff than trying to recruit and figure a game plan. Right. So what was the biggest challenge for you? Those first few weeks when the previous head coach leaves, you're filling the role, and then now you're actually given the title of interim head coach, and you now have to coach a season. What was the biggest challenge for you? I think the biggest challenge was when it all happened, September 1st was also happening. So I had like a week kind of like to prepare on what needed to be done on that day because it's like the busiest, I would say one of the busiest days for us and then for a future of our program. So kind of just getting tossed into that and making my my own stamp on how I do things and proceed with that. Um, and then also I would say our captains really stepped up too in the fall. Like I said, I was by myself, but just kind of getting that um, new role implemented into the team. Cause I played with a bunch of the girls obviously last year. Yeah. Janine, it's, it's one thing I think to be a young head coach. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be a young head coach of players who were your peers just a couple months earlier. I, I think of the old, a military thing. If a soldier earns an enlist, uh, an enlisted soldier earns a commission, oftentimes they get moved out of their uh, their unit, right? Because they can't lead to the same extent their peers. What have you seen? Before I ask Maddie's perspective of that, what have you seen from her relationship with her peers, many of whom I'm sure are close friends of hers when she was a college student? Mm-hmm. Well, that was uh, something that we really did talk about a lot early on. And the first thing we established was she's Coach Maddie. So the girls, once that announcement was made and once all of our roles were defined, um, she was Coach Maddie. And that's what I did when I was a very young coach, very similar in age to the girls that I was coaching. Um, It was Coach Tucker. So that right there kind of established that I'm in a new role. And while I absolutely will never stop caring for you as deeply as I do, um, there needs to be a different level of respect. And because of the way that Maddie treated her girls, her players, um, and because of how they knew she was as a captain, so she was already used to being a leader, 
it was a quick kind of turnaround as far as like, oh, you were just playing with me. Oh, now you're leading me. Um, and I think that has to do with how Maddie's wired and the level of kind of professionalism that she is commanding as a head coach. She's still learning. She's still remaining vulnerable and open. And so are the girls and so am I. But I think that was something that I noticed early on was that there was a little bit something different about how she was carrying herself and her players were willing, her teammates, her friends were willing to say, we have mad respect for you for stepping into this role, stepping up as a woman and, and taking on the challenge of leading this program. And I think it kind of happened fairly easily once we established those roles. What do you think, Coach Maddie? Um, I definitely agree. I think the buddy to boss really changed very quickly. Um, but like I said, the team really bought into it and were very respectful and understanding of what the change was. And then everything from there was like golden. So, and I think one thing that separates us, obviously you did talk about like being vulnerable with everyone. And obviously they were my teammates that opens up many doors for more conversations. When people are struggling, they're not afraid to come in and just talk about what's going on in their lives. And I think that also helps on the field as well. So we're all on the same page. And there's been no pushback because the way I look at it, it seems as if that has to be the biggest hurdle of all here. That, that's that's the elephant in the room as far as taking over a program that you just played in. I think early on, it was definitely an adjustment. Yeah. You know, I mean, Maddie and I talked about this and, 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 and Coach Lowe, we talked about it, but we also talked with the team about it. We were very honest that this is really unique, what we're doing. You know, and and even my role, you know, explaining to them what what I was meant to do and and hoping to do for the players and for Coach Maddie and for Coach Lowe and for Do uh, Dr. Goodrich. So I think that the fact that we were all so open to embracing that this was a really cool journey we were on and we were on it together. And you're either in or you're not. And I think everybody was like, I'm in. You know. So let's part of this part of this is that you have experience doing the same very similar thing. Back mm -hmm. in, in 1993, when you took over the Johns Hopkins program, you were how old? About 24. So a year older than Maddie is now. Mm -hmm. You had been, for how long, you were an assistant at Loyola, Maryland? For how long? Yes, for two years. Okay. So you have experience being a youngster mm -hmm. overseeing peers almost, if you will. Very similar in age who are facing very similar life situations, not just on the field, but off the field. How much of that experience and maybe what specifically from that experience have you had to draw on here to help Maddie lead her program? Well, to be honest with you, the experience that I drew from when I met Maddie and when I knew that I was meant to be in her life and she was meant to be in mine was the mentor that I had when I was a young coach. So when the Hopkins job came available, um, Diane Jeppy Akins, who was the longtime head coach at Loyola legend, um, she was my very dear friend. She was my coach and she was my just best friend at the time. And she said, Janine, you can do this. Take that job. She's the one that literally was like, you will take the head field hockey and coaching um, lacrosse coaching job at Hopkins. And I will be with you every step of the way. And she was until we lost her to a brain tumor um, when she was only 40 years old. So I could hear Diane in the back of my brain saying, you got to help coach Maddie. You are meant. And this was, I also feel like the timing of me retiring um, and, and having the opportunity to be able to give time to help grow coach Maddie and coach Lauren and, and their players. Um, it's a gift as far as I'm concerned, but I was really influenced by the fact that Diane 
did that for me as a young coach and felt that I, this was my way of kind of paying that back. You left coaching. You retired after this past season. I should say nine NCAA tournament appearances in 29 years, 313 wins, the all-time winningest coach in Johns Hopkins history. That's pretty good, by the way. Um, but uh, So now you go to the private world. You're running Tucker Lacrosse LLC, which includes, includes uh, this type of executive coach arrangement. Is there any other programs you're working with right now, something similar well, or no? Well, here's what's interesting. I actually yeah. – still have a full-time job at Hopkins. So I went from oh. coaching at Hopkins for 29 years and I moved over into our alumni relations office. Gotcha. So my, my nine to five job is working in alumni relations. I've been so lucky to have such a great new team at Hopkins, but my passion projects are Tucker lacrosse and being able to go across the country on the weekends when I, you know, on my time, um, helping to grow the game. Well, when this opportunity came available, when I spoke to Dr. Goodrich and to Maddie, I said, oh my goodness, I, I asked permission from my Hopkins bosses and I was so excited and impressed that they were like, yes, Janine, this is what you do. We need to help this young woman. We need to empower her, we need to continue to be a great role model for the sport. Um, so that's why I'm not able to be there all the time. That's how the executive coaching role came into fruition from kind of Andrew, Dr. Goodrich's experience. And so we're trying to do everything we can to support Maddie and Lowe, Coach Lowe and the team, but also recognizing that I have other obligations that I'm going to have to be mindful mindful of. So what's the relationship like? How often do you guys talk? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> how, many, how many times a day? Um, I probably, <laughs> a lot. I FaceTime CT, especially in this past week, a lot. And then daily Texts, calls, Zooms, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's it's actually, um, it just, my face starts to hurt every time I think about this relationship and the girls down there and the coaches. Um, it's really cool, Phil. And so we talk often, often later at night or super early in the morning. And, um, you know, I will tell you the level of commitment that I've seen from Coach Maddie and Coach Lowe, the level of commitment from the players what, there was that adjustment. Like I said, early on, it was kind of like, what the heck? And now I am, I'm literally like sitting here convulsing. I can't wait to fly down there tomorrow um, to be able to be with the girls and, and watch our squad on Sunday. Like this is just, it's a really cool, very unique um, opportunity. So how often do you actually get a chance to fly from Maryland down uh, to this area in North Carolina and, and be hands-on with the team and with Maddie? Yep. Dr. Goodrich asked if we could do it once a month, but I need to do it more than that. I've been the last couple months. It's kind of been once a month being down there. Um, and in February, I was just thinking about it. I'm going to have to ask him, can I, can I fly to the Duke game? Um, so I, you know, we, we talk all the time, but I've, I've been down there several times now. Um, and it's just a joy to be able to get down there and, and be with the girls and work with them and work with coach Maddie talk shop, um, so now since we're in season, I'm going to try to figure out what weekends I can get down there to support the players. Again, we're figuring out the role. Coach Maddie and Coach Lowe are the coaches. I am their support system. I am there as a support system, almost like an administrator for the team. But I will be on that sideline on Sunday and so proud and honored to have that opportunity. But Coach Maddie's running the ship. So that's, it's really going to be cool to see how we grow all together throughout this season. Any idea how many 
games, Janine, you, you plan to get to or no? Um, yeah, it might blow up Dr. Goodrich's budget. Um, but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping at least half of the games is my hope. What are the conversations like? What specific topics, Maddie, do you find yourself bouncing off of Coach Tucker the most? Um, I think it would bounce back between like figuring out like practice plans and then administrative stuff that we need to figure out. Obviously, um, being a coach now, there's a lot that you have to do to get the games to obviously perform like our girls to get on the field and actually play the game of lacrosse. So um, there's a lot of administrative questions that I ask on how to do things. Um, And then I would say just mostly practice and just game like scenario. And early on, Maddie, we did a lot um, around team culture. So as Maddie was establishing kind of her role, um, she had a lot of questions and I was so impressed with what she wanted to know. It wasn't just give me a hundred drills. It was, how am I going to connect with these players? How am I going to motivate them? How can I inspire them? And so team culture was a big thing early on too. How have the players taken to you? Because this is not, this is a unique arrangement. Janine, you, you are obviously mostly remote. You come when you can. Uh, to Boiling Springs. How have the players taken to you? I'd rather Maddie answer that question. Maddie, Maddie? what do you think? I mean, I think they've responded greatly. Um, anytime that Janine's down here, anytime that we get with Coach Tucker is um, obviously there's not enough time. We always like man time flies when we do either a Zoom or when she does come down. Um, but she's helped out tremendously, especially like what you said in the beginning of trying to just build what our team needs for this year. Um, we came up with non-negotiables. We're working through your journal that uh, CT has. It's lacrosse and life journal that she created throughout her 29 years of coaching. So we're doing that um, and just figuring out what we want to do as a program. We came up with a parent player handbook and we sent that all out. All the girls have it. So we're kind of I would just say reinventing ourselves. It seems like a very modern, forward-thinking, progressive arrangement. This is not, as we mentioned at the very top, this is not normal. Executive coaches overseeing another coach, much more of a business world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, With college athletics changing the way that it has changed, do you guys foresee this sort of arrangement happening more frequently and as far to my knowledge I, I don't know of anything like this that's public at least anywhere elsewhere in the country maddie you want to take a stab at that first i mean i think this is a great opportunity for girls who are fresh out of college and guys as well but to um really step up into the coaching world instead of just starting most likely as like like the second assistant or a ga spot um, this is obviously an opportunity of a lifetime and this chance, this is a chance of a lifetime. And I don't think a lot of people get this opportunity, but I do think that there's going to be more of this, um, in the future. And Phil, I would piggyback off of that. So, um, just this past year, Chris Saylor, who was the longtime head coach at Princeton and Carol Cantelli, who was the longtime head coach at Gettysburg to, dear friends of mine and absolute legends as coaches. And there've been a number of other uh, women's lacrosse coaches who have retired just recently. And I just, I would like to be coached by them, having them as my executive coach, you know? So I think that there's opportunity out there for a lot of us that have been in the game 
to be able to give back, to be able to role model and mentor and inspire and share with other coaches, whether they're a younger coach like Maddie or even a more seasoned coach who might just want to, you know, pick somebody's brain or have another layer of support. And to be honest with you, I think we have to do a better job across the coaching ranks of supporting each other. I get it on game day, you get after it and, you know, you, you beat the heck out of each other. But after that game, you shake hands or you hug it out and you show that level of respect um, for one another. And I just think that this to me is a really powerful way to give back to the sport, to be able to um, give back to people who mentored me and, and helped guide me. And so I was grateful that Maddie was interested in having this relationship and, and, and having me come in and offer my opinions and advice. And what's cool about Coach Maddie and Coach Lowe is I'll let them know what I think, but then they're putting their stamp on it. They are adjusting it or they're saying, thanks CT. And then they're kind of tweaking it and making it their own. And again, I, I can't tell you how impressed I've been uh, with this whole squad. You think we're going to see a string of younger coaches hired? Because Maddie was the youngest head coach, Division One head coach in the country up until about two weeks ago yep. when North Carolina decided to hire what they call or who they call the Michael Jordan of field hockey, who had a phenomenal career. Aaron Matson is now the head coach of field hockey at North Carolina. That's a, a massive school, a lot bigger than Gardner-Webb is. Um but literally months after graduating, same kind of thing. Are we going to see younger coaches hired? Is this part of that? Maddie, what do you think? I, I mean, now there's two young coaches, I guess, that are super fresh. But I would say so. I think it's 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 a very neat situation. Um, but yeah, possibility. We'll see, we'll see if Aaron Matson gets an executive coach. Yeah, well, no doubt about that. And and to be honest with you, I think when you have people who are passionate about the sport, who understand the sport. To give them opportunity is, is certainly one thing, but I would say to any athletic director out there, um, make sure that you're giving those young coaches support because um, you can know the game inside and out, but that is the, I would always say the smallest part of my job as a coach. There are so many other things that you have to manage and that you have to be able to um, embrace and make adjustments and make decisions on. So I am all for and was one of them hiring young coaches, but I had a great support system and that's what we're trying to provide. And I'm super proud of Dr. Goodrich for trying to provide a support system to coach Maddie and coach Lowe and his women's lacrosse program. So I love to see the younger coaches get out there, but I want to make sure they know that they're supported. They're not alone. You're never alone. So how about on the field? Cause Maddie, I look at a roster of a lot returning three preseason, all conference players, Heather Lovis, Danielle Burke and Jada Preston. Preston holds the school single season record for goals with 55 and points in a season with 82. You were picked number six in the conference by the coaches. I can't help but think that's in part because of having a new, young, inexperienced head coach and a coaching change in the offseason. But what do you actually expect on the field this year? Um, as someone else, if you were to look at us and start scouting, you're going to see a whole lot of change. Um, obviously, we do have a lot of veterans coming back from last season, which was our best season um, for program history. But I would see a lot of change um, in our defense as well. Attack, obviously, we have some holes to fill in with some of our girls who left after this past season who graduated. But I would just be on your toes and be ready because you don't know what you guys are going to get from us. Um all, every day is going to be different. Every game will be different um, on both attack and defense. We have a lot up our sleeves this year. And Janine, following up on that, I'm sure you've watched some film and watched them in person, have a little bit of idea, an idea of the talent level. 
But also, does the future of executive coach relationships with head coaches, does any of that depend on the success and maybe the wins and the losses of this year's team? Um, I don't, I mean, the way we're looking at it, we're committed to making sure these young women are growing into extremely strong, confident badasses, to be honest with you. Um, so I think that if we can treat our young women, um, the way that they deserve to be treated and, you know, if we can push them and challenge them on and off of the field, then I like to think that that personal growth is going to also translate onto the field. Um, as Coach Maddie mentioned, they went into this season saying we want to do things a little differently than what they've been done, you know, since since we've been here. And I was all ears and very excited for their vision. So I think as far as being an executive coach, um, I would like to win every game. There's no doubt about that. But the growth that I've seen from not just my coaching staff, my coaching peers, but the young women that I've had the privilege of, of working with has been exponential already. And we haven't even played our first game. So that's something where at the end of this, I think, you know, Coach Maddie, Coach Lowe and I have agreed and we've discussed this with the team. We want to make sure that when we look back on this experience, we're really proud of how we carried ourselves, that we're really proud of how we behaved. And so that's something that it's going to be a process. It's, you know, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon throughout the spring. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to measure it in a lot of different ways, but note to self, we would love to win every single game we play. Before we wrap up, since this is an executive coach relationship, which is a lot with leadership and um, overall, I guess, tone for this season, is there a motto that you guys have come up with? Is there a slogan to embody this year's team? What do you have? Um, our motto this year is stronger together. Obviously, there's a bunch of different reasons for that. There's a lot, I guess, background for that. But um, that's our motto for the year. Um, kind of started in the very beginning and we're staying true to it. Denine, from your perspective, how was that derived? It gives me chills just hearing Coach Maddie say it. You know, um, again, this is a, a group of young coaches and young women that are thrown into a very incredibly unique, challenging, um, but exciting situation. And, you know, we're going to go far if we stick together. Maddie Martin, she is the interim head coach of the Gardner-Webb women's lacrosse team, a recent graduate, one of the great players in the young history of this program, 23 years old, now leading the program for this season. And Janine Tucker, the all-time winningest head coach in Johns Hopkins women's lacrosse history and who is the executive coach this season for Gardner-Webb women's lacrosse. This was a, a unique conversation. It's an interesting conversation, and I wish you guys all the best. Uh, I look forward to watching the season because it is a relationship that I've never seen in college athletics, and it's unique. And from that perspective alone, it, it's interesting, and, and I look forward to watching, and I wish you guys luck. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Phil. Thank you. That does it for this edition of the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast. I'm your host, Phil Constantino. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Sco Dogs. The Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast is a presentation of the Run and Bulldog Sports Network. Any reproduction, retransmission, or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Gardner-Webb Athletics is strictly prohibited. The Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast is presented by McDonald's, by Pepsi, by PNC Bank, by Randy Marion Chevrolet Buick Cadillac, 
by Chick-fil-A. And by Nilon Cole, Termite, and Pest Control. You've been listening to the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast on the Running Bulldogs Sports Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.